Pastor Moore, come. Let everybody say, Lord, bless Pastor Moore. In Jesus' name, thank you, singers. Let's give a good hand and clap of praise. Give that unto the singers and to Jesus Christ. Lord bless you tonight. Good to see each one of you out on this Wednesday night. You can make your way to your chairs if you'd like. Greetings to all of you. And the only name there is to be greeted in, that lovely name of Jesus. But there is no other name, no other name given. I'm telling you, and so we are blessed to have such a revelation, a man of the hand of God and the touch of the Lord. Man, we're going to be up here a while tonight. They got me an extra set of batteries. And... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Amen. I'm just kidding. Got your Bibles, Hebrew 12 and 12. Amen. It's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. And to come on this Wednesday night to worship him and to feel after his touch and to give him thanks. Thank God for midweek services. I know it's a dying thing in a world, amen, but I'm glad it, it, it hadn't crossed your mind. You're thankful, and I'm thankful that you've, you're here and that you're faithful on Wednesday nights. I know you're busy. I know you're, you're weary in your body, but uh, the hunger for the soul, for the heart and the spirit of a man, amen, makes that old body, makes him drag it out here. And man, hallelujah, I want to go to the house of God and feel the hand of the Lord. Hebrews 12 and 12. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Feeble knees. And make straight paths for your feet. Lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. But let it rather be healed. Amen. God, we love you tonight. We're thankful for this opportunity, Lord. And help us. We don't want to take it lightly at all. But help us deliver your word. It could find its place in the heart of the soul of each and every individual in this house tonight. And those even in podcast, God, those that's not able to be here, you'd reach out and touch them, minister to them, not only through your word, but by your presence. For you see them as where they're at and the struggles that's in their lives. And you're the lifter, God. You're the lifter of the soul. You're the lifter of the body, the mind, the heart, and the spirit. You're the provider, the supplier of all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And we give you honor for that tonight in Jesus' name. Help us do a good job in Jesus' name. Lord bless you, and you may be seated. Praise the Lord. My, my. We're, we're not going to try to be lengthy at all tonight. Uh, probably cut out just a little early. We've got some things we want to try to do. Got a wedding, amen. Looking forward to. And uh, so, anyway, I kind of had already a, that already on my mind and heart. And then Brother Jeremy texted me and asked me to be okay. And sure, not, not, not to get short in service. Don't take that wrong. I didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry, but Jeremy, get you in trouble here, won't I? He didn't insinuate that at all. Amen. But uh, anyway, I'd already. So, but um, uh, just kind of a combination of things still talking about the body, amen, and parts of the body and things of that nature. And I just felt led, amen, about the hanging hands and feeble knees. And, um, anybody concerned about the, the, the condition of our country? Anybody concerned about the events that's going on? Anybody wondering about what is going on? What's unfolding? What's transpiring? It's amazing the ripples that's taking place across our land, even in the good old United States of America. How that these hackers and different ones can seem to, with computers, get involved in circumstances, situations, and cause such a ripple across our land. 
Amen. I know you probably know about the gas thing. Just how serious is that going to be? I don't know. I, I'm not downplaying it, but neither am neither am I'm, I'm not going to stay up over it tonight either. <laughs> okay, and I don't mean that ugly. I'm just, I mean, you know, come on. Uh, and so it falls in. Brother Barry just mentioned to start this service. Amen. Our trust, our confidence. He was he was kind of leaning, directing. Amen. Because of that, and it has its effect upon us. We can say what we want to. How many would love for your stock markets, amen, to be doing two or three times more than what it's doing tonight? How many of you love for you, you know, if you had a good million or two laid up in the bank and, you know, you had a brand new house and no problems and all these other things and, but that's not the way life is, is it? Amen. And so we're not exempt. We're part of it. And I'm going to talk about some of this to a certain degree. Amen. About the events that can happen and there was how, what can happen to us. What, how are we going to respond unto them? Uh, what's kind of an effect are they going to have upon us? We know that we're warned in the end time. You believe we're in the end time. You believe that we're, we're part of that end time. So we know that we got to be mindful that the Bible talks about there's going to be a falling away. I believe there also can be a revival, but I believe the individuals and possibly even churches will choose in what they're going to believe and what they're going to pursue and what they're going to hold on to. And I believe it's very important. The writer makes it plain unto us that our confidence to hold on to our confidence. Not only our confidence, but our trust, our trust in God. Amen. That regardless of all these events that we're seeing going on around us, and that doesn't mean that we're going to have the money that we want to have. That doesn't mean that we're going to have the food that we're going to have all the time and things of that nature hallelujah but we have got the promise number one that he'll never leave us nor forsake us number two David made it pretty plain he said I was once young but now I'm old I've never seen the righteous amen uh, his seed amen begging bread and so you know who knows but we may have to depend on some Elijah hamburgers we may not get the hamburgers we want we may not get them as often as we would like we may not have the comfort amen of our freezers being slammed full our cabinets being slammed full and things of that nature you know they talking about the, the emergency deal with some chickens and, and all different different things that they're talking about. And we do understand there's a possibility that certain events could take place and our Walmarts could get in trouble. Amen. Our Burger Kings could get in trouble. Our McDonald's and places that we depend on. Amen. To, to, for different things to happen. We, we understand that God can send certain blights. Amen. To, to, to destroy all the planning and all that stuff. All those things are still possible. They can happen. When God gets ready a man to get our attention because he hadn't been able to get our attention God can work in America and get Americans attention it's you know he won't do us any different he done Israel so there's methods and means and ways that God will work a man and so in these times and trials and troubles and, and broken homes and broken lives and and the 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 you know who'd ever dream that we'd reach a place that we'd want to carry firearms and things of that nature and have certain kind of trainings for churches and I can remember a time still as a teen Teenager, you know, uh, Pine Grove didn't even lock their door. Amen. So, you, you know, didn't worry about, you know, people breaking in and tearing up things and everybody kind of, you know, looked at the house of God and it didn't matter what denomination it was. And people respected it. You know, people didn't even go. They still kind of respected a place like that. They didn't go and try to tear it up. They didn't go in there and try to steal and things of that nature, you know, but we're living in a different world tonight. We're living in a different hour tonight. And so to, to think that this is not going to affect us, if it's not going to have an effect upon us, both mentally, spiritually, physically, 
physically. And we're kidding ourselves. Amen. As you look around at these little babies and you just ponder and you wonder just what they're going to face and what they're going to have to deal with and what kind of lifestyles. Amen. That they got to you know, be tied in. I had a fellow come into the hardware store the other day and there was this young guy, amen, apparently dressed, you know, how some of them dress with these little skinny jeans and skinny pants and, and feminine-like and all this other stuff. And there was an elderly lady behind him and she didn't really need no offense. She just kind of simply said, I just wonder what this world's going to or coming to. And hey, it offended that little fellow and he spins around, gets all up in her face and kind of, you know, gets a little rough with her. First thing, this old big guy, amen, behind her kind of lost his cool. He steps out around that big lady and just Got his attention anyway, and he said, Hey, you're not gonna to talk to an elder like that, not with me here. <laughs> they got the security there and all that, and he just looked at the security and said, Y'all can get him out. He said, Oh God, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, they, they got him out, got him out there, because he didn't have no business jumping on that elderly lady like that. Anyway, finally that elderly lady looked at him and said, Man, there'd be more of them like you. <laughs> well, I don't know about the part of pushing down and all, but I tell you what, we gotta make a stand. We gotta preach this gospel. We're gonna live this life. We're gonna put our trust in God. This thing is right. And you know what? We're gonna leave here. We're not gonna stay. We're leaving. Amen. We're not building houses, live in them forever. Because we're not gonna live upon this earth forever. We know we got a promise. Amen. He's gonna prepare a place. He's coming back. Amen. To get us. He's coming back after a bride that has prepared herself and made herself ready for that moment, for that twinkle of an eye. Amen. To depart from this place. And who knows just how near it might be. Now, I understand we're gonna have a wedding here Saturday. So we know that even in the end time, there's going to be marriage and giving in marriage. Hallelujah. There's going to be building. There's going to be tearing down things. There's going to be people making money and people's going to be living lives just like they always live lives. But God's coming. Amen. And you know what? I want to be ready. And so sometimes we got to get our focus on, on that instead of looking at all the chaos and looking at all the troubles. Amen. And worried about this and worried about that. No, God's got this thing. Hallelujah. But you know what? God's judgment's coming. And sometimes God's judgment, the righteous, has to suffer with the unrighteous. And so with, with all of that, it has a tendency. It's going to affect us. Uh, I mean, I don't know a better way to put it. It's going to affect us. And so how are we going to respond to this? How, and so an obligation, responsibility, I believe it lays on a body, a church, a local assembly as a whole. Amen. It's to be mindful of this and to be mindful of it as we watch. Amen. Observe and take note of other members of the body. Man, because it could be that moment, it could be that, that hour, it could be that day, that week, that month, that we need to be mindful to help them at that moment and at that time. So I'm going to use some scriptures here tonight and uh, uh, just try to help bring out a few things and a few pointers and then we're going to just put a close to this. But uh, amen, if there's ever been a time, I want to be mindful, amen, and helpful. Hallelujah. I'm not against nobody. I want to help everybody we can to go to heaven. Now, we're not going to rearrange the message. I don't, I'm not big enough, and you're not either. Nobody else. Amen. I, I've been really listening to some things, and especially I've kind of got away from Revelation, but I can't tell you how many times I heard that scripture in, in John's writings there about making sure that we didn't add or take from. Amen. And it's not only on John's writings and Revelation. It's also in the Old Testament, Moses. Amen. Different ones as mentioned. Amen. We don't have no business. Amen. Trying to take from or add to. God don't need no help. Amen. I'm going to tell you right now, God does not need any help. 
Amen with this book right here. There's not one thing I need to add to it. And there's not one thing I need to leave out. God help me preach everything from lid to lid. Amen. Everything that's pleasing to him that represents him. That he wants to be spoken upon this earth. Regardless of all the laws they pass. Regardless of all the restrictions they put up. Regardless of all the feelings that we hurt. Regardless of all the people we make mad. Regardless of how many times they want to come in our buildings with guns and everything else. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. They tried it. They tried it. Amen. They throwed them in dungeons. They put them in jail. Hallelujah. Done everything they could. But you know what? When God gets ready to get them out, he'll send an angel down there. Amen. Amen. And he can make all the jailbreaks he wants to. You don't read anything. Amen. Where they went back and got him. Amen. The second time at a sheriff. Amen. He might have wanted to go get him. But you know what? He said, hey, those are as I was untouchable. Amen. In fact, someone went back and said, where are they at? He said, you go get them. You go get them. You better go back and listen to them guys. There's a power with them and anointing with them. Amen. You don't want to fool with them. And that's where we got to get back to. Walking in the Holy Ghost even on a Wednesday night like tonight. That's the reason on Wednesday night just like tonight. Amen. Your past can be erased. And if it hasn't been, it can be. On a Wednesday night just like tonight. I don't have to wait. Hallelujah. I don't have to wait to that certain feast. I don't have to wait. Amen. On a certain high priest. I'm telling you, he's already ready. He's already paid the price. He's got the blood, the power, and the authority by the word of God and by the Holy Ghost. He can, amen, wash your past away tonight. Hey, in fact, amen, we ought to make it a practice, amen, to get our past washed and washed away every single day of our lives. Paul said, I die daily. If we do more about washing our past and doing it on a daily basis, I'm telling you, the devil would have you the leverage in our lives and the leverage in our minds and the leverage in our spirit. Oh, God, help me die on a daily basis. Help me have a fellowship relationship with this living, saving God. Ain't nothing like it. This is the only thing to keep the sanity of your mind. It's the only thing to help keep your nerve system where it needs to be. It's the only thing to help keep your focus where it needs to be. I'm telling you, it's the only thing. Amen. So as we work on that, and that's that's what the condition of this local assembly. It's my heartbeat. It's my concern. Man, I want everybody in this building. Go to heaven. I want everybody that we could persuade outside of this building to go to heaven. Amen. So there's, there's a great responsibility there to see that happen. Why is it so important to be mindful of the feeble? Please understand that term. Not, not in the sense like, poor little thing. We've all been there. Every single vessel in this house. If you live for God very long, you've been there. You found yourself in a position or a place. I'm just not real sure if I'm going to survive this one today. Got that prayer closet and you wallowed and done around, but you just really, really couldn't lift them hands. Walked in the house of God and everybody was dancing and worshiping. But yours was hanging down. You couldn't seem to find the faith or the strength or the zeal. To lift them up. Amen. But I'm telling you, every man, woman, boy, and girl that's ever lived for God very long has found themselves at that moment and at that time. And they needed the grace and the mercy of God and the patience and the mercy of a body. Amen. To give me a little time. Amen. In recovery that I can overcome this thing. Anybody ever heard the report? The next 48 hours are critical 
life and death pain. Amen. Hinges. Amen. In the next 48 hours, we got him in intensive care. He's got his own special nurse. And we're going to watch him every moment. Because, amen, a minute can make all the difference of life and death. I'm telling you, hallelujah, the devil's going to do his best. And we're warned by the scriptures to wear out the saints of the most high God. If we're not careful, we'll become feeble. Amen. And we'll become a man with hanging hands, with hanging hearts, with hanging spirits. Amen. And finding ourselves struggling. Amen. To the point and to the place. Just not real sure if I'm going to finish the race today. Praise God. So it's as a church, as a that's, that's one area that a mother is very sensitive. Can, 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 you ever had your child come in and you could tell by their actions? You could tell by their, 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 what they was not doing or maybe probably, possibly what they were doing. Hey, there's something wrong. Something transpiring. Something took place. You begin to, you may, might pursue it. You may not. Maybe didn't. But it finally worked out. You knew. But there's one thing for sure you're going to do, and that's going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I want to point out a few scriptures here. Amen. And uh, we're definitely not taking them out of context. I don't feel like we are. But watch Deuteronomy 25 and 17. It's, uh, it's Moses writing to them. He's talking about Amalek. Amen. And what he did to them as they was on the way forth out of, out of Egypt now. This is Israel coming out of Egypt, coming out of the world. Amen. And he talks about Amalek. And he says, how he met thee by the way and smote the hindmost of thee, even all that were feeble and behind thee. If you do any studying or any reading about lions and these type of beasts, especially in African places like that, when they attack a big herd, amen, it's that one that's the feeblest. It's that one that lingers back or it's that one that wandered just a little too far off. Amen. And didn't recognize the enemy in time. And the foot races on. And if they don't have the strength or the ability. Amen. To outrun the attacker. They're going to pay the price. And, and again, let me reassure us again tonight. Every preacher that's ever been a preacher has faced these same times. Every saint of God, it doesn't matter what, how old they are. It doesn't matter how many pedigrees they got behind their names. In fact, I can show you in the Old Testament, hallelujah, some of the greatest moves of God. Hallelujah, after those, those demonstrations of hanging the God moving and using them, they found themselves running and looking for caves and places. Hallelujah. And even to the point, I ought to just die. God just take me everybody nobody wants to live for you nobody wants to hear this gospel nobody wants to live this life that same old attitude and same old spirit can rise up in us and get a hold of us hallelujah because sometimes anybody ever get weary amen of doing good and it just doesn't seem to do any good hallelujah the Bible's warned us he said faint not amen don't go weary in what in well doing hallelujah brother Barry mentioned that to me one day and I just told him well quit doing it 
<laughs> We're just kidding. <laughs> no, we got to keep on doing good, man. You can't grow weary in doing good. You just keep sowing the seed. You keep doing good. This one may not take it. That one may not take it. This one may trample under the feet. This one may not give no recognition to it. But sooner or later, there's one thing about it to start with. We're not doing it for them. We're serving something that's far bigger and greater than who they are. We're serving a God. We're serving the only Savior there is. We're serving the only one, the bishop of their souls. The only name there is the only door there is hallelujah that's who we're representing that's his good seed that's his good promises hallelujah that's the gospel of the good tidings of the good news that's our business amen that's that's what we're out to do so here we understand that he 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 was the one that those that that were feeble behind thee when thou was faint and weary and he feared not God. So that was the ones he pounced on. That's the ones he got a hold of. It's a dangerous thing to begin to start isolating yourself. It's a danger for whatever reason. It's not worth the cost. It's not worth it. It doesn't matter how offended. It doesn't matter how, how whatever it might be. I'm telling you, as much as Noah's boys may not have liked that 120 years of working on an ark. Amen. Maybe they got tired of me and sitting in that boat seven days and nothing happening. Nothing taking place. I say, well, you know, I'm sorry. I say, well, I don't know, Daddy. I, are you sure you heard God? And then all of a sudden, what was that? It's kind of like some of them rains we've been hitting lately. <laughs> You don't have to ask anybody if it's raining. <laughs> you got any ears at all? Ham looked over him. Daddy heard him. I'm gonna shut my mouth. <laughs> it's gonna happen like that, folks. In a moment, the twinkling of an eye, son, we're gonna be gone from here. And all the make-believers, and all the ones that said, hey, me, the man upstairs got it worked out living like, you know what? This is going to be one of the first places they're going to drive to. It won't shock me, amen, if that parking lot's not slammed full. Them gates out there swung wide open. Seeing just how many empty holes it's going to be out there in that graveyard. Wondering. It really took place. Don't worry, the devil's going to be trying to deceive them. Don't worry, the Antichrist and all the demonic forces is going to be trying to you know, paint them a picture and saying, because you know what? You're not going to like this one. It may not be as many leave here as they think to have such an effect. We thought of it like that, though, have we? Hmm. You see, if only just 100,000 or half a million. It won't have much of a ripple. Some of them's going to just keep on living and doing their thing. Huh. But there's going to be some of them that's going to know. Some of them that's laying in the same bed that you was laying in. Uh, all of a sudden. Sitting at the same table, working just like you was working, and all of a sudden, working. 
But before all of this happens, folks, there's going to be some trials and tribulations and some battles. It's going to take place. It's going to be some testing times, sifting times, whether or not we can hold on or not. <laughs> Had an elder preacher just tell me in the last few weeks, he said some of them never gets it in here. They never get it. He was talking about preachers. He said they never get it. They just never sell out. They just never give it. But that's what you and I've got to do, saints of God. We get to look at through some scriptures here tonight. And um, I'm just going to go through a few and then, and then let's just see what happens. 1 Corinthians 12, and this again is going to deal with the body. It says, The eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet. We understand, and I've mentioned several times, I know, in these series of talking about the body. I have no need of you. Let me, let me tell you again. Everybody in this house is important. This body cannot be a complete body without you. Regardless of where you're at, regardless, amen, if you're recognized or not, or if you're in a position to be recognized or not, you're playing a part. You are a part, and you are a very important part, amen. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. They seem to be more feeble. They, they seem to be maybe weaker. They don't seem to be able to bear the fatigue. They don't seem to be able to encounter the difficulties. These, these parts, they're, they're just, they're more easily to be injured. They're more easily to be offended. And, and even a man to be diseased. Uh, come on now. Anybody, uh, what about your eye? Can, can, let me tell you something. What's, what's exposed? What's, what's uncovered? Have you ever wondered, you know, why you face don't freeze off but yet you got to put a jacket on <laughs> exposed to the elements it's it's never oh it gets cold enough sometimes you have to put it on but by the most part we don't what's what he says here about this he goes from that because he's actually talking about certain certain these 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 okay what's this the brain where's the battle at it's in the skull this is where the battle's at You ever, you, ever, you ever knew somebody because of a certain accident and the blow they took to the head? It messed them up for life, mentally. And they couldn't function like they once did because that hidden part that you don't see, that we may not recognize sometimes, but yet it's tender. It's, it, it's, uh, it's one of the most important. Now watch this. Watch what he says. He says, And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. We cover them. Clothe them up. To that part which lacketh. I'm, I'm sorry. And our comely parts have more abundant comeliness, a lower rank. No, don't, we don't put as much emphasis upon it. We, we, we don't pull our heart out and check it. But yet, can a man live without an arm? Sure he can. Can a man live without a leg? Sure he can. But he can't live without a heart. And so could it be that Paul's writings into the church and to the body, 
that there's members of a church in a local assembly that you don't ever see them. They don't, they don't stick out in places where they're recognized like the face. They're not seen in like the hands. But yet they're vital. And they're very important for the life of the church. Could it be that the enemy has slipped in even to the apostolic church? And the same weapons that he used to cause his own fall called pride. That even we as Pentecostals and apostolics. Man, we put it, we got it to the T and it's all important. Don't take me wrong tonight. But I'm telling you, we can dress it to the T. We can, we can deck it out, buddy. We can walk to walk. And the whole, mind, whole time left something unconditioned, unprepared. Because we didn't want to take the time to read and fall in love and study. Until our minds were saturated with the word of God. That we were familiar enough with it that it didn't matter who we run into. Out on them highways and byways. We knew enough about this book. How to live. Amen. If every pastor, a man in George County backslid. We know enough about this book. We're not going to backslide. We know enough about the author of this book. We're strong enough, amen, a man, the measure of a man, hallelujah, a lot of time is what? Amen, it's the heart of a man. The heart and the mind are interchangeable. What sustains that heart? What keeps that mind? What renews that mind on a daily basis? Hallelujah, it's not becoming more wise in the world and the things of the world. It's becoming more wise in the word of God and the moments that we're living and the hour we're living and recognizing the times that we're in. Hallelujah, not get caught up in things that we ain't got no business get called up in hallelujah and decking ourselves out trying to impress people with what they can see amen instead of worried about what's on the inside and the spirit of the man gotta tell you something tonight the spirit of a man means more than anything else the spirit of the father walking representing a man knowing knowing his voice so that's what he talks about. Watch him. He says, for our comely parts have no need. We don't have to cover them up. But God hath tempered the body together. He has mingled. He has mixed it together. Having given more abundance honor to that part which lacked. That there should be no schisms in the body. No divisions. No, no separate. Hear me now. No separate interest. It, it, it doesn't matter what gathering it is when we get here, especially when we gather here to, to worship Him and to magnify His name. It shouldn't make any difference who's going to preach. It shouldn't make any difference who's going to sing. It shouldn't make any difference. I would have a driving passion about me that I want to be here, amen, at the time set, amen, for prayer time, regardless of who's going to preach. How many of you enjoyed that Sunday morning? I say you enjoyed it. Now I'm going to tell you something. Brother Sanford preached here Sunday morning. He walked in the Holy Ghost here Sunday morning. And all of our good people, I believe even they would have to say, it was with a good spirit. And it wasn't just for them. 
Brother Randy and I was talking, it was for us. <laughs> it stirred me up. Hey, I don't want to wander off from the Father. I don't want to get to the place that, amen, that I want to demand something from God that's not rightly mined. <laughs> it's not time for it. It's not season for it. Hmm? He had a time there, even when he come and demanded from his father. There was a period of time before father got it all together. He could repent and change his mind. But he didn't do it. Oh, God, help us. Amen, help us. But there should be no schisms. But that the members should have what? The same care one for another. It doesn't matter what position. It doesn't matter where they, they, they are at in the body. It doesn't make any difference. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. I want to go somewhere for just a few minutes here tonight with this. Huh. Do you believe it's a will of God for people to backslide? I only have to look up. I, I, I know the answer. You believe it's the will of God for us to stay lukewarm and half-hearted. And... We don't believe it's the will of God for any to be lost if you believe the scriptures. Now we know what the scriptures. God gets no glory out of the wicked dying. So we, we understand by the scriptures it's his will that, that we might be saved and that we might be victorious. Good tidings. Tidings alone sometimes. The, the gospel. I, I know today. Today we depend on the preacher to bring. We want, want him to bring what we want to hear. We want him to bring, you know, good news. But you know what? In the Old Testament, it wasn't quite the same. In fact, when they heard the preacher was coming, son, they all got nervous. Became fearful. Because most of the time when a prophet was coming, it wasn't going to be good. Most time it was some form of judgment. And we get an example of that in Ezekiel 21. Especially when you go back in a few verses. And I don't know just how far we'll go there. But, but you're going to see a time, a man, in, in Ezekiel's life. And whenever he was called on and, and moved upon in Ezekiel 21. The sixth verse put it this way. Side therefore. And he's talking to Ezekiel. Talking about judgment's going to come. If you back up, you're going to see that this judgment's not only coming to the unrighteous, but to the righteous. But to the righteous. What I'm trying to get us to understand tonight, there's going to be some things that you and I are going to have to face. There's going to be some things we're going to have to deal with, both in the physical and the spiritual. Amen. That we're not going to quite understand. Because we don't like struggle when it's all said and done. We don't like adversity when it's all said and done. How well do you get along with people that disagree with you? You like them? Are they your best buddy? I'm going somewhere. You watch this. But you know what? To find our real makeup and our spirit is when... How, how much I love somebody that we really don't see eye to eye. And it's, we put it sometime, our chemistry's not the same. We got the same dad. Yes, 
Folks be of the same mother. But our chemistry don't. Seems like every time I come up with something, he's always got something. I'm picking on you, Andrew. I can pick on you. You can handle it. It's always something different. Won't do it this way, you know. Well, I'm dealing with something already tonight. We, we, we may not like it, but it's the truth. But that, that, that's a real test. If I can get over here to this and man, they just they like everything I say. Man, they think I'm man, they think I hung the moon, not God. That's who I'm gonna go out and eat with. <laughs> That's who I'm gonna invite over. The Father sees all this and knows it now. He sees the whole body. I think we already agree that none of us in here wants anybody to backslide. Not one single person. And so the responsibility lies on every single member. That if I see my brother or sister in trouble. First thing I'm going to do. I'm not going to tell everybody else. Because a father apparently brought that to my attention for a reason. Okay, watch this. <laughs> when my right hand sees my left hand going into something that ain't got no business, you know, it's not going to detach itself from my body and run off over here and tell somebody. But what it's going to do is trying to make some kind of message. Father! God! Head! I got some scriptures. Let's watch this. You know what? I believe it takes special people. Especially called Holy Ghost field. To keep brothers from walking in error. More people would rather get on the phone and say, would you hear about so and so? You hear what they're doing? And not for one moment. Conviction grips their hearts and saying, you know what? We better pray for them. We better intercede for them. My Lord, I, I don't want them to backslide. They're in trouble. They, 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 they're feeble. It's just for a moment. But if we can touch God for them and give them some time and, and, and pray a hedge around them and, and pray a touch and a favor of God, hey, we, we can save them. But today we're living in a world that makes millions of dollars by hanging everybody's dirty laundry out. And there's a spirit that's got with that. I'd love to tell you we kept it out of the apostolic church. But we haven't. Why is all that so important now? <laughs> Go back and read Ezekiel 21. Time I won't. I'm trying to watch time. Now we know that we're all going to experience this. And we have a promise from who? From God. Isaiah 40 has taught us this. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? 
that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth, this is the point. This is the two key verses I want you to. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. My old man here with the guns. Huh. Had a guy called the other day, wanted four padded loads of concrete. Wanted them delivered. Said, no problem, man. I got a man here with a set of guns. He can unload them things and load them. And that's about what he was doing, too. <laughs> well, we talked him out of it, didn't we? We talked him into coming and getting it. We even got talked with Brother Brennan. But you see what the point I'm making? Hang in here, Andrew. You're doing good. I love you, man. <laughs> the point I'm making, even the young get faint-hearted. Become weary. You know what I told him when he's doing all that? I'd come out of the office. I was in there. And I told him, hey, you're the one that can do all things, Remember? I'm telling you, we all find our times. It doesn't matter who we are. Even the youth. Man, they're going to find days. They're going to find events. They're going to find times that, man, they're going to struggle. And the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. We're living in a world today that won't ever think of a drop of a hat. They won't ever think, you know, and, and we're being geared that way. We've been fashioned that way. And the generations are coming up. Please don't take us offensive. But you've been geared that way. Uh, these, these little kids were raised. Amen. They, man, and every little thing, they think you ought to just, you know, just, you know, just you know, I had to tell mine one time. I say, the world doesn't stop turning for you. I'm sorry. But we're not careful. We, we'll handle God the same way. Especially, and I understand this, especially feeble knees. <laughs> I don't know if I make it any longer, God. I don't know. I know Paul said to stand, but, but feeble knees find it hard to even stand. Especially with the right blow. <laughs> you ever seen them? Was heard of it? Watched somebody boxing or something? Right leg. You ever heard of the bail saved him? I tell you something, God's got the bail, honey. And God can ring it anytime he gets ready. We just gotta hang in here. And we just gotta trust him and watch him. So so what? Wait. Wait here, actually, if you do a study on it, means to await, to expect, to count on it, to look for it, to depend that, hey, God's going to show up. He's going to do what? He shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings as eagles and they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint I'm telling you folks we're going to face some things and I know I've been telling you this for a little while but I'm telling you in the spirit and the Holy Ghost amen this thing's not going to get easier it's going to get tougher and the more the survival comes and more of those people come in his place and some things we struggle with and battle with uh, 
we, we, we're going to have we're going to have to be doing some things. And so so as, as we watch some of this and we talk about this feeble knees, feeble knees actually is a term to express results of overexertion or in an athletical contest or figuratively. Amen. Watch this of weariness of mind, low spirits. I didn't write this down. This is, I looked up the, the, the term in the Bible dictionary. And this is the information. This is the definition it gave us, amen, for feeble knees and for the terms, amen, falling behind this and likened unto this. And so when you look at some of this and begin to understand what happens and what really begins to take place, now watch this, amen. When you go back and look at 12, Hebrews 12 and 1, wherefore seeing we also are what compassed about so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race which is set before us. They've given us after that before who, who to watch, who to follow, Jesus Christ himself. Hey, I'm telling you today we're living in a world instead of, and please don't be offensive what I'm fixing to say, instead of apostolics setting weights off amen, amen, if we're not careful apostolics are picking them up. Instead of, amen, staying away from keeping ourselves separated as Pentecostal people, we're beginning to get indulged and, and getting involved in things. But you and I both no, you can't run the race. Amen. With the baggage hanging on us. Amen. And with the weights hanging on us. We can't do it. We can't fight the good fight. Amen. With all that on you. No. You got to lay all that aside. You got to lay them things aside that will beset you. That are entangled you. That are kin to you. The Bible warned us. He said don't make provision for the flesh. Hallelujah. Don't use this technology. Amen. To feed the flesh. If you're going to use it. Use it for the glory of God. Use it to do your work. But outside of that you got to break yourself away from it. Because it's a, it's a time robber. Amen. And not only will it rob you of your time, it'll rob you of your mind. And when your mind starts getting all of a sudden you won't believe what you once believed. You won't have the strength and the energy, amen, to fight the lake you once fought. You don't have the ability to run like you once run. And what's happening, slowly but surely, drifting to the back of the crowd. Slowly but surely, becoming to the place that he can get you. So we got to watch that. As a mother would. Huh. Let me ask you something. And, and mothers, you watch your children all the time. Don't, don't take this wrong. But do you watch them near as close in here? As you do when you start out them double glass doors and turn and start out in that parking lot and vehicles is leaving. What do we do a lot of times? Get a hold of them. Because they light will just dart out. They don't understand. They don't know. Sometimes... As a mother at the church, she has to get a hold of them. How many of you remember the message Brother McCain preached here about Jehu and got the man in the, in the chariot with him? Wasn't used to riding. Wasn't used to the ride and the zeal that Jared, Jehu had. And had him hang on to him, hold him. So just give him a little while. 
I remember one of the first times I ever got on a horse. We wouldn't raise horses. Uncle Hayward and them, they, they, they was. They had to. I guess I'll forgive her. <laughs> but Jan, my oldest cousin, they had a pinto. Hey, that thing would, that thing would fly. But anyway, so they got me on the back with her. She didn't tell me. She didn't warm nothing. She didn't say nothing. Next thing I know, I'm off the side of that horse like that. She don't stop. She don't say, hey, climb back on, climb back on. I'm thinking, huh, if I could really get a hold of you, if I could get a hold of that neck up there. <laughs> but I did. I, I, I managed to. But you got to hang on for the ride. Folks, we're going to have to hang on for the ride. But it's going to be worth it if we'll just hang on. You see, feeble knees. Watch the terms. Amen. Uh, uh, when you look at this, watch what, watch what one of the friends accused Job of. Uh, I'm going to bypass a little bit, but watch what he accused him of about the third verse. Now, he's telling Job. Now, this is Job and him. Because you, know you know why? Watch what happens here. Behold, thou hast instructed many, and thou hast strengthened the weak hands. Thy words have upholden him that was falling. Thou hast strengthened the feeble knees. They knew that. They had heard him. They watched him. But you know what the problem with the three friends was? They just couldn't believe that God would allow this to happen to Job without a cause and without a reason. They couldn't let that get in their brain and in their heart and in their spirit. There's no way under the sun, Job. You've done something. You, you messed up somewhere. Listen to it. But now it has come upon thee and thou fainest. It touches thee and thou art troubled. It is not this thy fear, thy confidence, thy hope, thy unrighteousness of thy ways. Remember, I pray thee, whoever perished being innocent. Or were, there, were the righteous cut off. Sometimes some things come our way, folks. We're doing exactly what God wants us to do. And could it be on this end time where there's going to be some persecutions and trials that's going to come? Amen. And it could be some blows that's going to cause us to be <laughs> feeble need and hands down. You're going to need a church. And you're going to see somebody to get up beside you. You're going to need somebody to speak into your ear. We're going to make it. We're going to survive. When you look at the Greek word feeble, it actually means to become paralyzed or motionless. It implies the loss of junction or interrupted articulation. In other words, the condition of being, what? listen to me, the condition of, of being joined. It's those moments and times. It's whenever you're going to find it hard to join in with the body. You're going to find it hard to get in agreement. It's those moments and times when it's really going to be the test. And I'm going to go on back to the house of God anyway. I'm just going to keep on coming. Somehow, some way through the time, God's going to work this. Study it out. It's in there. Trying times. Troubled times. 
I know my time's running out. You, you could stand. I'm going I'm I'm to give you just a few more verses here. I'm going to stay with my, what I said. I'd love to take you to Corinthians. I will give you this much of it. Y'all know the stories of 1 Corinthians. You know the, the seventh chapter. What it dealt with a gentleman that was carrying on a relationship with his, with his dad's wife. Okay. Most believe step, whatever. But it was known. It was common. Everybody knew about it. Paul addressed it. Told him, hey, you know what I'd do? I'd separate him. I'd cut him off. I'd cut off fellowship with him. I put him out there so the devil can get a hold of him. Hmm. But in the second letter, and most believe that Paul had done paid them a visitation between the two letters. Now, you take that for whatever it's worth. But the second letter, he writes unto them. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 2. But if any have caused grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part, that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment, which was inflicted of many. So that contrarywise, he ought rather to forgive him and comfort him. Lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. He's repentant. Let's put him back. Let's restore him. Let's gain back fellowship. Because you know what? You keep on. Now, he didn't stop there. What's what, 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 what happens? Wherefore I beseech you that he would confirm your love toward him. For to this end also did I write that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgave also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the presence of Christ. I forgave it. It's done. Why? Watch the next verse. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. If we can't forgive one another. You just set up a platform for Satan. To cause division. And it lies within us. And if we don't forgive. That's a pretty tough little situation to forgive somebody of. Okay? Done wrong. Done things he shouldn't have. But they forgave him. He said, you store him back. Put him back. Oh, there's, there's some scriptures in there where Paul said, hey, I turn them over to the devil. Hmm. That they may not blaspheme. That their soul might be saved. Just what all that means, I don't know. Does that mean some kind of sin? I do know this much. It puts them out from the protection of the church. So that makes them vulnerable to whatever. Now watch this. Now you go back to those places. Those sensitive places. If you go back and do a little study on that heart. That mind. It talks about diseases. In the mind. And in the heart. When you start talking about in the spiritual realm.
folks. We can have a diseased mind in the spiritual realm if we're not careful. We can have a diseased heart if we're not careful. We can, we got all the other parts, got them down packed. What really is going to count? That's the reason the scripture says the secrets will be shouted from the housetop. Should we go back to Isaiah talking about nothing can be hid from God? We just we're just fooling ourselves. We think we're hiding that from God. We want to help those. I'm going to finish with this. James 5. James 5 and 19. And I thought I had it marked, but apparently I don't. This is the last words that James, the high brother Jesus. Some call him the bishop in Jerusalem. Last two verses of his writings. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and one... Converts him. Let him know. That he which converted the sinner from the error of his way. Shall save a soul from death. And shall hide a multitude of sin. Now the scripture talks about love covers a multitude of sin. What are you saying? The body can do one of two things. They can gossip about the other member. Or they can go in prayer and battle. And hopefully win it back. What are we going to do? How are we going to handle it? And every individual has to decide how they're going to respond. what I'm going to do about it. And for the sake for the one that may be feeble, that moment or time in their life, God help us. God help us. I don't want to just tell everybody else. But God, you help me bring it to you in a manner and a way to restore and win the soul. Win a soul. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Uh, hopefully something said tonight as we, we're still working on the body. Uh, trying to perfect it. Uh, being pleasing to the Lord. and Working the, the admonition and the spiritual realm and the power. Uh, God's got revival for us. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to work on getting an evangelist. and uh, We'll see how it unfolds. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I'm God's going to work for us. I believe that. I believe God's going to work for us. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. I'm just going to let you be dismissed. Um, I want to do some work here. Get some stuff off this platform and things of that nature. So we want to give them a little time to do it. And uh, hopefully something was said tonight. I hope to encourage you. Not just to depress you, but I tell you what. I do believe it's an, it's an admonition, it's a warning to us. How am I going to respond about my brother and sister? How am I going to handle it? I want to handle it right. How about you? I believe you do. God bless you. Love you.